You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org.
So there are two things that have really impacted uh, this area here in Oracle and Kearney, uh, this area where we, where we are. And the first thing that happened is we had some major fires that uh, just burned up the Catalinas. Uh, thousands of acres were burned up there. And we've had uh, fires in the Kearney area as well, in the mountains there. And then another thing that has really impacted this area is uh, just a, a, a major drought. There have not been rains like, uh, like we're used to, especially monsoons. Uh, Arizona, in this part of Arizona, is dry, but we've had some major monsoons that just greens everything up. And so with, with fires and with drought, what you desire is, uh, is for new life to come back, for, for you to see all the green of vegetation and, and the animals thrive uh, uh, when the rains come and, and uh, just when this new life begins to happen. And I want you to picture this for yourself. I want you to picture how your life can come into this place of, of drought, maybe a, a dry season. Uh, in your life, or, or maybe you feel like if you've been going through the fire, through the great difficulty of, of, of what we face, and, 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 and it really helps us to understand uh, where the Apostle Paul is taking uh, us in this letter from, from him to the church in Rome. Uh, remember last week we, we learned about how we are united to Christ and uh, because we are united to Christ, we are lifted from the realm of Adam uh, where we are insignificant uh, because we try to find our significance in our own abilities. And we try to find our acceptance through people or things that fail us. And we try to manipulate through life by justifying what we do. So we found out that, that when you come to Jesus that you are brought into this other realm, and that other realm is yet you're, 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 you're brought into a unity with Christ. You're united with Jesus. And there are so many wonderful things that happen there. Um, and that, that maybe that drought, that season of fire, uh, that life where you're burnt up, uh, now there is new life that is produced in you. You become a new person, and you begin to walk out the purposes of God. If you are a follower of Christ, you need to know that new life has come, that you are not the same person that you used to be. And, and, and from this position, there's a, there's a new position in your life, uh, you begin to, to walk out the pur- purposes of God. And you walk it out through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is so important for us to grab a hold of because it's not your own abilities. It's working through the abilities that God has manifested in your life. And so now we're coming to, to this part um, of the letter. And I, I, I titled this, Experiencing a New Life. How do we experience this new life? Paul puts it out in, in Scripture. We're going to be reading through the pages uh, of, of what he said, and, and he helps us to understand how important it is for us to really understand the position, the new position that we have in Jesus Christ, so that we can walk out this, this, this new justified uh, life where we've been set apart from, from the old Adam. We've been set apart into this, this new person in Christ. We are in Christ now. And so here are four ways 
that we experience a new life in Christ. The first way is that you, you put your new position into practice. So it's one thing to understand it has happened uh, because God's word is true and because the things that, that God speaks into your life are, are in effect, it's a reality. And so you've been transferred into this, this, this different position. And this is, what, this is what Paul says. He says, consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way that you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. You see, we, we have to understand that we were dead, but now we are alive to God through what Jesus has done. We have this, this new position. We were positioned in a life that produced nothing but death and destruction. But now we're in a new position in a life that produces peace and love and, and, uh, and forgiveness and grace and all these wonderful things, the joy that comes from a walk with Jesus Christ. And it's important for us to understand that, that our bodies are not evil, but they act out what's in our hearts. So what we, what we produced in, internally here, what, what, who we were in Adam, we were produced by the actions that we lived out. It's the same thing as you are a new person in Christ. Because of Christ living in you through the power of the Holy Spirit, then your body will begin to, to manifest his actions in your life. And we have to grab a hold of how important that is for us. You see, our minds, what we think, are instrumental to either leading us to sin or keeping us from it. The biggest battle that we have, and this is important for you to, you to grab a hold of, the biggest battle that we have is in between our ears. There's a battle waging and warring inside our minds, uh, the thoughts that are coming in. Uh, uh, I recently talked to someone, and they said, man, I'm getting these thoughts, and I can't, I can't believe what they are. Well, he recently came to Christ. He recently committed his life to the Lord. So, so the, the life that he lived in his mind and his thinking where he was here in the realm of Adam, those were very, very normal to him. But now because he's been transferred into this different realm, he's walking with Jesus. Now those thoughts that are coming in, he said, Whoa, I don't want to have those thoughts. I don't want to think that way. That's because he's got a different filter. And, and, and our minds are very important that we begin to discern what is going on there, what is playing out in our minds, because that will dictate our actions. Paul writes later on in this, in this letter, in chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, he says, Therefore I urge you, Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And then he says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He says, now you, you can offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Why? Because you are alive in God. You are alive because of Jesus. You are alive because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And because you are you can present your, your whole bodies as a living sacrifice. 
And then you don't conform to, to the old way that you live. Now, this is not you doing it. This is God working in you and God working through you. You don't conform to the pattern, to the ways of the world, but you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind has so much to do with your success as a Christian. And I don't talk about success like you're going to get a trophy. The trophy, the, the crown is already yours. But your success where, where, where you're going to walk in the victory of Christ is dependent on how you discern what's going on in your head. You know, our eyes, uh, our eyes uh, can cause us to look at images that can bring destruction to our individual lives as well as our families and our marriages. And Job put it like this. He said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. Job said, internally, I made a covenant with my heart has to speak to, to, to my eyes and say, I'm, I'm not going to look and lust at a young woman because it will take me places that will destroy me as a person, my marriage, and my family. How many of us have, have used our mouth to say things that are, that are vulgar or hurtful or break the trust of others? Our mouth will say whatever is in our hearts. We will speak the things that are in our heart and in our soul. And so our mouth will also speak blessings. So our mouth and our eyes and our minds are a product of what's inside of our, of our hearts, what's inside of our, of, our, of, our, of our soul. You know, how many, how many times uh, have we used our hands to do things that, that hurt someone or take things that don't belong to us? That's not your hands as much as it is your heart. You know, how many times have we listened to things that pollute our spirit and they pollute our hearts. And, and how many times uh, do we allow or how, have we used our feet to take us places that dishonor our own lives and dishonor others? And these are, are, are just the parts of our bodies that are exposed. Uh, what about the parts that, that aren't? And we use them in ways that uh, were never intended by God. Uh, in other words, we, we, we can use the parts of our body that were, that were intended to bring honor to God, to bring honor to us, and to bring honor to others. When we talk about sexual intimacy, it's, a, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's something that can actually, uh, it was intended to be a blessing in marriage, in fact, in fact the, the, the scriptures say that the, the marriage bed is undefiled. And then he goes on and he says, but fornicators and adulterers will be judged by God. And, and, and the reason for that is because that intimacy is broken, that faithfulness, that commitment to, to, to that one person, uh, whether it's a, a, a wife for a husband or a, or a, or a husband for a wife, that, that intimacy, that commitment is broken. But that's not, uh, that's not the issue of, your, uh, of the parts of your body. That's not the issue. The issue is your heart. 
And so now that you have this new position in Christ, you know, Christ gave us intimacy. He gave us a gift of sexual intimacy. He gave us a gift to, 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 uh, to help people with their hands. He gave us a gift to look and to, and to thank him for all the beautiful things that he's made. He gave us a, a, a gift to have a, a mind, a brain that, that, that guards this, this, this thinking that we have, the ability to think about things that are going to be wonderful for people. But it's our heart that produces things that take us down a road of sin. But here's the beautiful thing is that your spirit was dead. You were separated from God. But now your spirit is alive and, and it, is, it is one with the spirit of God. And he begins to produce in us the thoughts and the actions and the love that only God can produce, and it changes your life. You see, we don't have to bow down to sin. The, the, the literal says, do not let sin reign in your body. We don't have to bow down to sin. We have a new king. In this place, sin was your king. Sin was your ruler. But in this realm... Jesus is your king. God is your ruler. And so you, you, can, you can have, uh, as you bow down to the Lord, as you make him your master, as you serve him and his purposes, sin has to bow down too. Because God is greater than your sin. God is greater than my sin. I, I love that, the way that the message paraphrase puts it. It says, uh, in verse 12, it says, that means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full-time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. It's a way that we live now. It's a, it's a way that we, that we walk now. But the reason that that is so important is because you have a, a new heart. Your, your, your spirit is alive. And, and you have God that you can look to for, for your direction and your guidance. And you've got his word that penetrates and it filters out our minds. It, it goes deep down into our spirit and into our soul. And, and it produces fruit that brings glory to God. Here's the second way that we experience a new life in Jesus. Sin is not your master. Jesus is. In this, in this old life, sin was your master. You, you bowed down to it. It ruled your life. But in this new life, Jesus is your master. He's your master. He's your teacher. He, you, you submit yourself to his will. Verse 14 says this. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. This is not a command, but a promise. It's not a command that, that, that you know what, sin is no longer your master. Do not allow sin to be your master. What, what it's telling us is that it's a promise that sin doesn't have control over me. I'm a child of God. 
I belong to Jesus. Sin is not my master. I can walk in this new position, in this newness, in this new character because I'm a new creation in Christ. It's wonderful. You've been liberated, not by observing the law, but by the grace of God. Remember last year, I mean last week, I talked about how, how uh, grace is actually uh, what enables us to overcome sin. It is the grace of God that empowers us to overcome sin. Well, now you can, you can grab a hold of that and you can begin to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and here's the thing, that, that we trust we trust the, the, the work of God, that he, that he brought us from this old life, that he found us in this world of sin, in this life of death, and that he, that he brought us into this new place of restoration, and he brought us and he produced this new life in us. And, and from the, the very onset of our faith, when we become born again, to the very, very uh, uh, transitioning and progressing in our walk, that he's with us. That he's working out this, this sanctification that, that we have a new, a new ruler in our life. And we, we submit ourselves to him. And we say, let your kingdom come. And let your will be done here on earth. Here in Oracle. Here where I stand as it is in heaven. Where, 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 where the entities of heaven submit themselves to you. Lord God, I submit myself to you too. Because you're my master. And you're a wonderful master. You take care of your people. And I serve you with a whole heart. And what that produces, beloved, when you have a new master, you have peace. When sin is your master, you have chaos. You have unsettledness. You have a, just a lot of problems, anxiety, fear. Here you have, you have peace you have direction, you've got wisdom, you've got knowledge, all of the things that, that are attributes of God Almighty. I love the way, again, that the, the, the message paraphrase puts it. It says, sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. So as a child of God, sin can only take you as far as you allow it. Whatever, whatever room you give sin in your life is as far as it can take you. You have the authority in Christ because Christ lives in us. We have the authority to say yes or to say no to those things that are trying to pull us and destroy our lives. Let me tell you something that's very important. You see, the enemy of your soul, he cannot take your, he cannot take your salvation from you. He cannot take your, your position from you. But what he will try to do from the day you get saved until the day you go home with Jesus is he will try to take your victory from you. And he'll try to entice you. He'll try to, he'll try to tempt you. He'll try to uh, bring guilt and shame and all these different things that are not attributes of God. You see, when, when, when Jesus is your master, there, are, there is no condemnation. There is no shame because there's no shame in God's game. He's all about restoration. He's all about building you up, edification. He's about justification. He's about just as you never sinned. He's about producing in you what you can never produce in yourself. That's why this realm is, is, is so different 
Because our significance is in him, in, in what he's accomplished. And he humbled himself and became like us. So we humble ourselves so we can become like him. We, 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 we get rid of our pride and, and, and all of the, the things that, that keep us from producing the fruit that God has for us. But sin is always going to try to pull us. Sin is always going to try to, to be a master over us so that it can take your victory from you. You know, uh, Paul was writing to a church and writing to people that slavery was very common. I know nowadays it's, it's difficult for us to understand, but it was very common in, in Paul's day. And so <clears throat> there were, there were uh, good masters and there were evil masters. And, and the good masters treated uh, their servants or their slaves in a very positive way. The evil masters treated their, 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 their servants and their slaves like property. Now, now here's the awesome thing. There was a, a, a title given to a person uh, that wanted to remain with their master. It was called a bond servant. And the bond servant, uh, after he had, he had paid his, his, uh, his time to his master and he was free to leave, the bond servant would say, my master is so good to me and my life is so much better off with my master for me to serve him that I voluntarily will serve him. I will be his slave for the rest of my life. And he raised his family with, within that home. He raised, uh, uh, you know, he, he finished out his life in that home because in, he was treated so well. Now, here's the deal. There are evil uh, masters, and that's what sin is. That's exactly what, what the, the, the kingdom of the enemy is and what this world produces. It's an evil master. But there's a wonderful master in God. And this master is good to us. And he takes care of us and he loves us. And we don't want to leave him. We've been set free. We've got freedom to choose. We've got freedom to walk the way we want to. But because he's so good, we choose to submit ourselves to him. Because his way is better than our way. That's exactly what God wants you to know. See, there's good and there's evil. And God is good and he loves you. Here's the third way that we experience a new life in Jesus. In Christ, you are set free to choose God's way. It is God's love that gives humanity the power to choose. But here's what you need to know. That in this realm, in the realm of Adam, in the realm of, uh, of insignificance, in the realm of acceptance by uh, conditions, in the realm of manipulative uh, uh, significance and justification, in this realm, you don't choose too much. Because there's bondage, there's addiction, there are uh, abuses. But when you're set free by Jesus, he gives you the power and the ability to choose God's way. 
Here's how uh, Paul put it. He said, well, then, since, since God's grace has set you free from the law, doesn't that mean you go on sinning? Uh, he's going to answer that again. Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey, and you can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose. I love that. I'm going to say it again. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. What does Paul say? He says, you know, shall we keep on sinning so that, so that grace is going to abound, so that grace will increase? He says, never. May it never be. But he says, if you, if you live this life, if you live your, your life in this realm of Adam, in this realm of the world, you will end up in bondage. You will become a slave to that life. And, and there's someone listening to here. You've been enslaved to that life, whether it's addiction through alcohol, addiction through drugs, maybe addiction through pornography, maybe an addiction of pride, maybe an addiction of, of, of uh, materialism, and you can't get enough. And you're, you're, you think you're free. I'm free to do whatever I want, but you're not free. You're in bondage. You have to do this for you to perform in a way that you think is, 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 is good in your eyes. But there's another way. And that other way is where you're free in Christ and you're submitted to him. And, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a slave to the righteousness of God. I'm, he's my master. And in that, I'm free to choose what's right and what's wrong. But here's a beautiful story here. Here's a beautiful thing. And the beautiful truth is that because the Holy Spirit lives in me, he produces in me the ability to choose God's way more than my way the majority of the time. Now, don't get me wrong. We all sin, but as a child of God, we don't live in sin. We have a quickening. We have a, a discernment. In fact, some of you, you've had a quickening in your spirit. You've had a discernment in your mind that that life that you're walking down is not the right way. That's the Holy Spirit, and he's showing you that, that if you continue down that road, that principle of the path is going to lead you to a road of destruction. And so you turn around. And you go back toward God. You submit yourself to God's way because his way is better. But you can't do this on your own. You do it because you're united to Christ. Because you're alive in God. And because God loves you and he's given you the power to choose. You know, Joshua, and this is very interesting because Moses in the Old Testament, didn't take the people of God, the, the Israelites, into the promised land. God raised up a man named Yeshua, Joshua. Yeshua is where we get the name Jesus. And Joshua took the, the Israelites into the promised land, and, and in, that, in that, this is important, their forefathers had turned away from God numerous times into that realm of Adam, instead of that realm of Christ, into that realm of, of God leading them. And this is, what, this is what Joshua says. He said, now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. 
And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers or the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The power to choose. The power, beloved, is, is, is in your choice. Who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve the, the gods that are producing death, that are producing anxiety, that are producing fear, that are producing bondage? Are you going to serve the Lord who produces peace and produces purpose and produces truth and produces life? You are alive in Christ and you experience a new life in Christ. Here's the fourth way that we experience this new life. You are not bound by the chains of sin. Christ has set you free from guilt and shame. Here in this realm, in Adam's realm, we were, we were bound to sin. And, 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 and there was guilt and there was shame in that realm. But in the realm of Jesus, we are bound to his righteousness. We walk with our heads up high. We, we walk as it, those that have been made right. Have you ever felt guilt come upon you? Have you ever felt shame come upon you? The enemy, he, 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 he goes around, he roams, seeing who he can devour, and he, and he comes upon people, and he, pu- he produces guilt and shame. And that's not God. God produces peace and righteousness. And so here, here's what Paul says. He says, Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity, that's sexual sin, and lawlessness, that's everything else, which led ever deeper into sin. Remember, I I, I mentioned this in another message, that sin will always spiral down and downward and downward. Now, he says, you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. And, he, and here's what I know for sure is you're going to be a slave or, or something in this world is going to be your master. You're either going to be a, a, enslaved to materialism, enslaved to, to uh, uh, pride, enslaved to a uh, work addiction, enslaved to a drug addiction, enslaved to an eating addiction, enslaved to all kinds or a non-eating addiction where... where where, where you uh, have an eating disorder, all kinds of things that this old realm of Adam produces. It mast, it's a master over you. Or you're going to be bound to the one that actually sets you free. I'm bound to his purposes, but I'm actually free. I'm free from what that life produced because Jesus is the bondage breaker. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was in bondage there, but now I'm tied. I'm united to Christ, and he set me free. And it all started in my heart. It all started in my soul. 
And he cleansed my mind and the members of my body. He's allowed me to produce righteous living. Not perfect living, because he's perfect, but righteous living. And to walk out this, this new life, and that's exactly what he wants for you to experience. He, he says this in, in, in verse 20. He says, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. In other words, you couldn't do right. And what was the result? Verse 21, you are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now, I love the buts of the Bible, but now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. And he ends with a scripture that we all should know. Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Sin pays But the wages that you receive from sin is death and destruction. Jesus gives freely. And he gives us what we don't deserve. And that is eternal life and an abundant life. And to be set free, to be be alive in in Christ, you have got to be willing to choose Jesus. You've got to be willing to say yes to Jesus. And when you do, then, then he, he, he transfers you. He transfers you from this realm of destruction and darkness and death where sin is your master. And he transfers you into that newness that is produced by this Holy Spirit. And your new life starts. And I just believe that there are many of you that are listening today that you want that. I believe that there are many of you that, 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 that you're watching this or you're, or you're hearing this and God is, is working inside of your heart and he's producing conviction, not judgment, but conviction that is drawing you to the love of God that is revealed in Jesus Christ. And so I want to pray a prayer that that will take you across that threshold, that threshold of Adam's realm and into that threshold of the realm of Christ, that that, that door that is opened up to us where we can have have, uh, the, the, the life of justification, the life of being made right, the life of peace, and the life that is eternal. And so I'm going to pray this prayer and, and, and invite you to pray with me. It's just, dear God, thank you. Thank you for, for speaking to my, to my heart and to my mind. And Lord, I, I'm tired of trying to do life on my own. And today I admit that I'm a sinner. And I, uh, I, I come to you, Lord God, and ask for your forgiveness. I, I, I choose to believe that Jesus is my Savior. I I believe that he came to this earth and became a man and that he went to the cross and died for my sins 
And I believe that he rose from the dead on the third day, just like the Bible said he, said, he, said he would and just like history teaches us that he did. And I also confess him today. I confess him with my mouth as my Lord and my Savior. And I choose to follow him from this day forward. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, we are so excited. We are so excited because you have just become a child of God. You have just become alive in faith and become a new person. And you've left this realm of, of, of dead works. You've left this realm of insignificance and, uh, and finding acceptance in things that will never bring that need into your life. And now you are in that realm of, of peace and love and grace. And, and, and we're just excited. So if you, if you would, we'd love for you to put the hallelujah praise hands like we say every Sunday. And we'd love to celebrate with you. We'd also love to be a church that can come alongside and help you on your journey of faith and to uh, pray for you, to encourage you, to strengthen you. And if you don't have a home church, well, we would love to be that for you and to help you along this road and this journey. But we're not the only church. There's a lot of wonderful Bible-based churches, and we'd love for you to find one and connect so that you can grow and serve and reach all your neighbors and your friends with the love of Jesus Christ. God has a wonderful plan for your life, and it starts today. And so God bless you. Go in his love and have a wonderful week. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.